This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Talk to nicely. My mother went missing when I was 16. It wasn't a suspicious event at first. After all, she and my father had been fighting with each other for the better part of my childhood and teenage years. They always seemed so mad at each other, so full of hate. It made no sense to me why they'd ever stick together. But though all their actions proved otherwise, they claimed to love each other. I didn't believe them, but that's beside the point. My mom went missing one morning. Her car was still there and the doors were all locked. She'd been known to sleepwalk, so we searched the house. Once we found her shoes and some clothes missing, we knew she'd left. We only had the one car which was still here, so she must have been picked up by a friend or called a cab. Those were our initial thoughts anyway. After calling her phone a few times, my father decided to just give her some space. Her tantrums didn't tend to last more than a few hours, a day at most. But once a day had passed and she still hadn't answered, we started to get worried. First, we called my grandparents, but they hadn't heard from her either. Then we called her friends, who just assumed she had taken a couple of sick days off work. After putting the pieces together, we realized she hadn't just left, she had vanished. We called the police next, who were understandably suspicious of my father, seeing as we waited an abnormal amount of time to call. Of course, they didn't understand how common of an occurrence it was in our house. Still, there was no proof of foul play, and after an overabundance of questions, they moved on to the next line of suspects. But nothing was to be found. By all means, it looked as if she had simply walked out of the house with nothing more than some clothes, fleeing from home with no destination in mind. Then on the seventh day of her disappearance, a bit of cloth I knew belonged to her scarf was found on a branch a few hundred yards into the nearby forest. Our original theory that she had just left was quickly replaced by her being kidnapped. Near the cloth, investigators discovered tracks leading deeper into the woods. They found drops of dried blood and strands of her hair. Police told us it didn't seem like a kidnapping, more like a wild animal had torn her to shreds. Day by day, hope started to vanish. Once the third week had passed, we'd all but given up. Officially, the investigation was still going, but there was no hope left in our hearts. All of a sudden, in the middle of the night, someone knocked on the door. With sleep-filled eyes, I wandered downstairs to see if it was just some kids playing a prank. I took a look out through the peephole. There she stood, my mother who'd been missing for the better part of a month, and she looked fine and healthy. I pulled the door open and embraced her in a hug. She didn't reciprocate. She just kind of stood there awkwardly. My reaction quickly turned to anger as I started to realize that the entire search had been a pointless venture. Where the hell were you? I asked. She just looked at me as if mulling over what to say. Robert, was all she said. Yeah, but that doesn't answer my question. Where were you? I asked again, getting more aggressive. I just need time. Can I come in, please? She asked politely, not moved by my harsh words. I invited her inside and woke my father up, who showed a more empathetic reaction than myself. It was as if the years of anger had been replaced by relief that she was okay. He embraced her and she hugged him back. Where were you? My father asked. 
I was in the woods, she said. Doing what? I'm not sure. I was trying to find myself, I think. She seemed confused, unable to answer anything about the almost four weeks she'd been missing. We called the police shortly after, who were equally as unsuccessful in finding out what had happened. A psychiatric consultation was ordered, and she was quickly diagnosed with a fugue state. Essentially, she'd gone through a disassociative episode, ending in amnesia. They kept her at a psychiatric facility for a few weeks, but other than the missing lapse in time, they couldn't find anything wrong. Once she returned back home, she seemed more like her former self. She hugged me as she always had before, and the initial awkwardness had faded. We sat down and just talked for a bit. She seemed content, happier than she had before. But there were bits and pieces from our home life she'd just forgotten. When we decided to make dinner, she'd help out. But she couldn't remember where anything was, and needed to be shown how to do the simplest things. That was just the start of the oddities. She'd be overly affectionate with my father, but it didn't seem to be born out of love, but rather mechanical in nature. It was as if she was forcing actions rid of any real emotion. Initially, my father wasn't suspicious. He just figured it had something to do with the ordeal she'd gone through and fully expected her to return to her former self. A week went by like that before my mother started insisting on taking hikes into the woods with my father. It was a terrible suggestion, considering my father was the laziest man on the planet. He hated going for walks, always had, but she kept insisting. It took two weeks for my father to finally break and join her on a hike into the very forest that had stolen her memories. I was busy with schoolwork and decided to decline. Besides, I wasn't particularly interested in spending too much time with the two of them together. Still, the entire situation just felt off to me. I ended up falling asleep at my desk to the sheer boredom of my homework, only to wake up after midnight with a splitting headache and neck pain. Still, my parents hadn't returned. I was getting worried, ready to call the police when I heard the door unlocking. My parents walked in as if their late return was nothing out of the ordinary, but their presence alone wasn't enough to calm me down. Their presence just didn't seem real. They didn't seem familiar, but rather like strangers. What's wrong, Robert? My father asked. He'd never called me that. It was always Robbie or just Rob. Just like my mother, he didn't seem like himself after going into the woods. I'm, I'm fine. I just have a headache. They didn't question it. They didn't even try to dig deeper. They just remained in the living room as I went to bed. And by the time I woke up, they were still there. Why don't we go for a walk? My mother asked. Where? Into the woods. It's such a nice day. She said with almost no hint of emotion in her voice. Yes, Robert, come with us, my father chimed in. I, I have school, I lied. It was a Saturday, but something was seriously wrong with my parents. They accepted my explanation and just left the house without speaking another word. From the window, I could see them go from neighbor to neighbor, knocking on doors and convincing a few to join them on their hike into the woods. I wanted to warn them or call the police, but who would listen to a teenager? So I decided to follow them from a distance to see what the hell they were up to in the forest. They were all busy chatting and taking photos, making it easy enough to track them. My mother, on the other hand, remained remarkably quiet during the entire journey. You sure you know where we're going, Alice? One of the neighbors asked. This way, she simply stated. I don't see any trails though, he continued. She didn't respond and they kept walking deeper in. The further they went, the thicker the woods got. Branches were starting to intertwine essentially blocking out any natural daylight. 
The ground grew barren and the sounds of chirping birds were quickly replaced by deafening silence. All right, this is kind of creepy. Why are we going here? Another neighbor asked. We're almost there, was all my mom responded. Let's just turn around. There's something wrong about this place. Here we are. Then the silence was shattered by a loud growl coming from deep inside the forest. What the fuck was that? One of the neighbors asked. We're here. A shadow flew by too fast to get a proper glimpse. What was that? Dad asked. My mom just stood there, seemingly frozen. Alice? Then her skin started to crack, with long longitudinal tears forming all over her body. Chunks of her flesh fell onto the ground, revealing bizarre, dark muscles below. Oh my God! I said out loud. My dad managed to get out before another dark shadow flew by. He fell to the ground as he held his hands over his chest. A chunk of him had been torn away in a split second, leaving him unable to speak. The other neighbors turned to run, but more shadows had already started to appear in the distance. They rushed by, tearing away chunks of the people before they even got a chance to run. One by one, they all fell to the ground, some screaming in agony while others had already died. By the time all of them had fallen, my mom had shed the entirety of her skin revealing that she herself was one of the beings. I realized then that my mom had died over a month ago and that the creature that had been living with us was little more than an imposter. With fear gripping me, I decided to make a run for it. In the chaos, I'd lost track of where I was. In the distance, I could hear the sound of my dying neighbors being silenced and taken over by the creatures. I ran and I ran, but I'd already gotten lost. Though the creatures didn't seem to be chasing me, I had no way of finding my way back. Once day had turned to night, I just hid behind a rock, trying to keep myself warm without giving away my location. I could still hear growls in the distance as the creatures feasted on the flesh of the dead. I didn't even move until daylight came back around. Then I walked, hours passing by as I tried to traverse the thick woods. As evening came to wash day away in favor of night, I finally heard the sound of a chirping bird. I'd made it away from the territory of the beast, which meant I was heading in the right direction. I was on the brink of collapse by the time I found my way home. The concrete streets had never been so inviting. I practically crawled back to my house, my only goal to alert the police and tell them what I'd seen. I opened the door, falling onto the floor of my own house. Robert, where have you been? My dad greeted me as I lay there. He just stood there emotionless. Dad? I asked, though I knew it wasn't him. Then my mom joined him. You missed out on the trip, she said. Then they approached me, their skin cracking up as they realized I was far too weak to escape. We can finally be a real family, my mom said. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're listening on Spotify, don't forget to hit that follow button to get notified every time a new episode is released. Also, please take a second to leave a rating for the podcast. This is so important to help the podcast grow. Thank you.